Captain's Log number N43-259. In our expedition today, we found records of Hero's journey through the galaxy bound to a destiny only the strong can burden. This is how their story unfolds. Hello, and welcome to Celestial Expanse, a real play D&D podcast set in the Celestial Expanse universe. My name is Jason, and I am done playing everyone's favorite heretic elf, Theron. In this fireside chat, you may experience side effects such as cane or time food, rally, monkey shines, if you're lucky, some skullduggery. But now, I want to introduce our host tonight, the Prime Minister of Sinister, the former of fornicating Skyward, the numero uno of rolling numero uno, Matthew. How are you, Matthew? I am doing well. How about yourself? I am good. Refreshing my stream to for my feed to find our stream here. <laughs> ben playing Rel. How are you, Ben? I'm all right. Good, good. Boston playing Juniper. How are you, Boston? Doing fine and easy. Okie dokie. <laughs> Clarence playing the kind and generous Martel. How are you, Clarence? I'm tired. <laughs> That's perpetual. Yeah. It never ends. Yeah. I was doing the 102 fever last week, the shimmy Ooh, shakes yeah. after we got done, the the shakes and slides, and it's just kind of hanging around. I'm just tired all the yeah. time. I went and worked out today. I've been working since, you know, 8 a.m., but why? still, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm working because this is what it takes. We, Adulting's stupid. So what, yes. what it takes is me working fucking 24-7 so that I can have a weekend off to go with yeah. my girlfriend to a uh, renaissance fair. Okay. So literally, I've been working straight for two weeks. Now, I had a couple of huge orders that came in. 50 sheaths from one person, and it was just, it's chicanery. This is going boom. Well, and then it's dead. Now it's dead, right? That's just the mm. way it works. So, Natalia playing Z. How are you, Natalia? I'm doing all right. Sounds like you're crazy. So, oh, well, yeah, every day, every yeah. day. I did, though, I did get all my shit in for my costume for the Renaissance right. Fair. Now, it's probably going to rain out on Saturday. We're still going to go, but we're driving up tomorrow and we're going to medieval times. So, mm. I'm probably going to take over the kingdom at medieval <laughs> times because fuck you're that right. king. He's not be, a good enough king anyway. I'll be right back because uh, somebody decided to redeem hydrate. All right. So just keep it going. Oh, Ben did. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, but I, I got in. So this is what happened. So th this is the cool thing about adult adulting. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to get a bunch of s s foam and make my outfit. So, you know, I'm going to order a full great kilt. So I have a five-yard fabric great kilt that I'll be wearing. <laughs> uh, and, of course, I have enough leather to make all my shit. So belts. Of course, yeah. 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 I was going to say, you're, you didn't just show up in, like, a full suit of leather armor? That's next year, Ben. But I had to take things step by step. No, but Let me guess. <laughs> if you go in a full suit of armor next year, you're going to be an elf with a bow. If I could cake, if I could at all, I would look like the fattest human elf with a bow because <laughs> i am not i'm anything but live you know what i mean so i, I don't know back. what i would be and um half uh, hey, dwarf, C -Mac. Half elf, maybe i don't know um that reminds me i 
actually am getting like a costume all set up uh, pretty soon for it could be used for like Renaissance as well. Like somebody yeah. says they're gonna make a 3D print rapier for me so I can dress up as Marcus. All I have to do is just get a spell book. The cool thing about having a brother that has a full forge is I'm just gonna make swords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's next summer. But no, I made uh I'm making I haven't I didn't have enough time, but I made my own sporan sporan this time around. The, the male purse, the man purse. <laughs> and then bracers, I'll make bracers for next year and probably a pauldron or something, but it's gonna be ridiculous. Apparently, though, you just can't pick up short people and throw them at renaissance fairs that gets you thrown out so yeah something about consent mm-hmm. consent's very important Whatever. yes i mean it's ironic that for throwing people you get thrown <laughs> right right i think i feel like i because I, i'm like two oh wrongs don't God. make a right you know <laughs> two wrongs don't make a right you should give uh-huh. me a turkey leg and congratulate me is what you should do right I don't think it works that way, uh, but I no, might be wrong. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the point. Oh, I would like everybody to know. Um, and I, I've mailed uh, something dangerous to Matt, and he has no idea what it is. is. Am I in danger for my life is the question. You could be. Yeah. Yeah, you could be. <laughs> Depending on how to- what I sent is used. Don't shake it when you get it. Okay. Uh, Take it the moment you get it. (laughs) You're going to get hurt. Am I going to have to call the bomb squad? Mm, mm -mm. Okay. You know the ones where, like, the, the, um, all the glitter shoots out? Oh, God. (laughs) It's not one of those. (laughs) (laughs) That's me too. That would be too innocuous, Matt. (laughs) See, Mac brings up a good question. Can I eat it? Does he have pica? That's the question. Because if he has pica, then technically yes, he can eat it. <laughs> oh, good God! I'm in. I'm in fear for my life now. Uh, yeah, I so- think you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Be fine. We'll be uh-huh. fine. We'll see. Oh, we, went, it- we went to commercial. Oh, did what? we? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, because um, they introduced a new AI system for yes, Twitch. That I, for- I forgot to sh- sh- shut that thing off. Don't worry, it's only eight of them. Are you fucking serious? No, we'll just hang out and talk for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's two minutes long. Yeah. Uh, Apologies, everybody. I did get a message from Steph who said, I know what I said on Facebook that Ben was one of my favorites, but he cries if I don't say that. So, (laughs) yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's like, just leave Ben Ben alone. You know how to get Jason. Like, Jason, now you're gonna make Ben cry. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, you know how fragile he, he, he is. Really is. Fragile. He really is fragile. It's like did God. you what did you guys do, Ben? Oh, oh, we just like hung out, walked around Boston, got food. Awesome. Yeah, I think so far, um the only state I haven't visited with everybody is Boston and Arkansas and New Jersey, and that's it. Only. Mm-hmm. So just all the states that <laughs> that would take forever for me to get to because I'm I am I'm a broke bitch. Mm. If you start walking now, though, I mean, yeah, it'd be a, a great for my figure too. Like I, all that walking. Mm-hmm. 
probably lose about 100 pounds just walking from state to state. Hey, some people walk cross-country for fun. Appalachian Trail exists for a reason. They're oh, called God. sociopaths. Yes. <laughs> I walked one mile once, and I just like, ah, this is not for me. <laughs> this miling thing. Walking is not my thing. Biking, however. Biking I can handle. I remember when I got back from uh, uh, the Marine Corps, and people were like, did you guys do a lot of hiking? I'm like, it's not called fucking hiking when we go places. It's so <laughs> Yeah, it's not a hike. That's anything but a hike. It's called hell. Yeah. I wasn't in the military, and I could tell it's, it's fucking hell. And seven of eight. Don't worry. Soon, we'll be back, guys. Mm-hmm. It's back for me. Uh oh! It actually shows an ad break um for me here in three, two, one. Oh, you get your own ad break now. Yeah. Ah, God! I really need to shut that off. Uh, mine's for everybody, a, mine's an anti vaping ad right now. So <laughs> don't vape, kids. Don't vape. Don't vape. Don't vape. Mm-hmm. Vaping's bad for you. Yeah. Um, if it's constantly just like cycling random people through it, it's not very good. <laughs> like. They're not even lining up, so you can be like, oh, well, I'll just wait for the ads to be over. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they're just constantly ads. Uh, new so, ads, new ads, new ads. Yeah, so I apologize to everybody on the stream. I didn't, I completely forgot they had that AI ad system now, and I forgot to turn that off, so apologies on that. But uh, welcome to the Fireside Chat to Celestial Expanse. Uh, uh, we... Basically, we're just going to talk about um, the season, the actual overarching arc, because this is the end. Hey, Carla, how's it going? Haven't seen you in a while. Hope things are going good. Uh, but yeah, it's just discussion of the overarching story, because this is the la- last time you all were playing these characters. Um, hopefully, if, well, <laughs> I did. I kind of mentioned it earlier, like this is like the end. So, hopefully they were prepared for that. (laughs) Spoiler alert. We'll be talking about everything that's happened recently. Yes. We didn't didn't talk about how we die. Oops. Spoiler. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Well, they had a week to listen, so. That's not necessarily enough time. In my opinion, in my world, there was a final attack. Ben spent every key point and PvP'd us all to death. That's how, <laughs> how it all worked. Just kept, just, kept punching, yeah, just kept punching the shit out of people as we Jeez. ran in circles. Yeah, it's terrible. Wow. How could you do this to us, Ben? Yeah, why are you I, like this, Ralph? He was the secret bad, uh, big bad the whole time. Yeah. I just couldn't control my punching. I just couldn't stop. Damn. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, can't be seen, but um, I am stretching Boston. <laughs> so yeah, um, I did um like tweet, uh, not tweet, but we did do a, tw- a tweet on there and also on Discord asking people if they had any questions about what happened, and then after that we can discuss what everybody thought about the campaign, what how terrible the DM I was, and all that, and. Uh, just talk about uh, the campaign in itself. Uh, I'm looking to see the questions here. I figure I can do the the questions. We want to start with uh, yesterday, right? Uh, Under the Q and A questions. Yes, it's actually September 28th is the first questions. Yep. Oh, okay, September so 28th. 
Dragon's question. I'm hopelessly behind, but I have generic questions. Uh, what was your favorite world to visit? How many worlds have spooters on them? <laughs> I liked visiting the world that was inside of a sun before we got onto it. I think we visited two worlds with spooters. We went to two different spooters, right? Well, one wasn't on a world, though. Yeah, one Probably. was a space station. Oh, you tell they're basically all the same. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I'd have to say, uh, uh, Z really enjoyed, um, and I know this is really recent, but she did really enjoy the underwater uh, civilization. Um, one reason being uh, the Jormungandr fanatics oh, God. <laughs> that were there. <laughs> that was great. Um, also, I thought visually that was like a particularly like really stunning set. Um, so, yeah. Problem is, um, I'm terrible at memorizing the names. <laughs> I want to jump to chat. C Mac asked, "What advice would your character give you, the player?" Oh, that's a good question. That is, that's a hard one. Don't involve yourself with Clarence. That's what, hey, yeah, yeah, oh, great say. person. You take that back right now. <laughs> Just run away. Watch, watch out! They're just gonna um, stab you in the ribs with their elbows. <laughs> oh gosh! What advice would Martel have? See, the problem is, I gave Martel a lot of the issues that I have had and grown past. So, any advice that Martel were to have for me would be outdated for what I actually need. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I mean, that is so valid. <laughs> I guess she could give you advice on how to beat people up. <laughs> I mean, I I'm pretty sure I've Claire's never been in a fight, but I know enough to make things very difficult for my opponent. I would not win, but I would make things difficult or I would try to. <laughs> what about you, Jason? We were thinking about that. Um that coping mechanism, that ill thought Ill got, ill-conceived coping mechanisms don't work. Yeah. Right? So laughter doesn't work. Gallows humor doesn't work. I mean, it allows you to survive. Yeah. And I think that's where we were at as a crew. You know, there was never flourish in yeah. our future, right? That, things were happening too fast. I mean, we're talking about world universe changing shit. Um, mm -hmm. In particular, a god trying to, god, goddess, a wannabe god, whatever you want to see, um, say, trying to take over the natural order of things, right? And so to stop that, you know, you were never going to be allowed to, it reminds me of like Cormac McCarthy's The Road, right? The, the, the premise of, the, for those who haven't read the book, um, father and son are on the road to the West Coast. Like, that's it. That's all. The promised land is over there, apparently, in this book. And the apocalypse has happened. Um, and you're, you know, you're never going to flourish given that setting. So the CE universe that we were in, um, you were never going to be well-adjusted and, like, happy 
out of it. It's just not the setting that Matt laid out for us. So, um, I'm an evil bastard. So, I know. No, no, it's what's that. I mean, think about it, right? If, if you were on some backwater moon somewhere as a farmer, that's not, Oh, I went out and go did the crops this week. Let's, let's role play that. I mean, that's not an, you know, there's no adventure there. <laughs> so you have to do that, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, Ill, ill-conceived and times ill-conceived um, coping mechanisms don't work. So Theron went through a, a bunch, um, tried and abandoned drinking, tried and abandoned humor, um, tried and abandoned anger. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of Bohica in this adventure series. So none of that shit's going to work, I guess. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ben? Uh, don't get in the havoc pod. <laughs> Truth. I mean, <laughs> if I think you do, don't expect a good ride. Well, I try to create something that I think what if they did actually exist, how the military would like use them. So they're never going to be comfortable. They're just going to, they're just enough to keep you alive and get you where you need to be. And that's usually how it works, right? Well, it's not like you named it Cushy Pod. <laughs> you know, we, we kind of knew what we were getting into. Yeah. Right? Yep. Oh, C Max got a point. Um, I think Rel would have told Ben, hold on to your shit. <laughs> hold on to your sword. Oh, that's Stop. a bit mean. <laughs> yeah, don't well, just lose your sword into the water. Yeah. <laughs> Right after a while, it just got old. Round one, there goes Ben shit in the ground. Okay, well, I guess we're just, guess we're just punching people. Yeah, it's just like I tried giving him nice things, but he never yeah. kept them for long. That damn song, I threw it on the ground, kept coming back to me. I got a sword and I threw it on the ground. It's like a toddler throwing a tantrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Natalia? Um. So I feel like. Um being appropriate since she went to librarian and just kind of what Z as a character who she is um, would be uh, write everything down, research every angle, find out as much information as possible and record it. Um, Because I think one of Z's uh, things which she was easily distracted um, or she had a hard time keeping up sometimes. Um, and because of her, you know, love of flora and fauna and kind of recording, uh, you know, before she joined the Jormungandr crew, that's what she did. Um, and then that's what she essentially ends up going back to do. And a lot of times she found holy crap, we've been given all this information. It's so much information. Do we have all the information? Are we looking at this in every perspective? Are we acting impulsively? Well, I don't know because we haven't, we don't have everything all at once. So that ended up being her greatest stressor. So I think that that would be the advice that she would give is just make sure that you listen to learn from and record everything you can so when the time comes that you need that information or you have to make a decision or are trying to preserve you know knowledge on something that you have it like write it down (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think though that you think about it right see that what we 
do what we're like life in a way is making really important decisions with incomplete data. Right. Yeah. And we're non, we are nonstop incomplete data. No time, Mm -hmm. no time to slow down way too big of problems. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, we're pressured not to get into a philosophical society, but we are pressured constantly to make quick judgments, quick responses, quick, Mm -hmm. without taking the time to really analyze a situation from every angle. And that does lead to a lot of unfortunate action, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What about you, Boston? I think Juniper's advice would be, uh, don't really run from your past. Uh, the past is always going to come back to find you whether you like it or not. And it's better just to face your problems head on. Yeah, that's a good one. Unfortunately, um, I can't say anything because I have way too many characters that would have really bad advice. <laughs> Uh-oh. What? That's my roommate Strike trying to burn them. down the apartment. Strike <laughs> them down before they ruin your plans. Who's done? <laughs> Um, I guess if I if I would have to pick, um, it would just me asking you if there was anybody you would ask advice for that you've met, who would it be? And I would try to give you the best rendition of their advice. Lilith. Lilith. I actually I actually have an idea of what advice Lilith might give. Okay. Oh? Know your worth and don't be afraid to ask for things that reflect it. Yeah. Lelia. Um, that would be uh, Marl's sister. Hmm. Technically, this is Clarence's character. I just borrowed it. Oh, no. I I gave her a name, and I said, this person exists. You turned her into an actual character. Okay. I think the way it even worked was way early on, I sent Clarence a message and said, what's your sister's name? Yeah. That's all the further it went. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I have... Very little to do with the creation of Lelia. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, um, I didn't really have her around so much during season three because you all were just like way too busy dealing with what was going on. But I guess what she would tell you is like, stop focusing on the past like she did and work towards the future that you want and what you can do, if that makes sense. And don't makes sense to it. me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I do want to go back because we did didn't really finish the question with um, Dragon, like favorite plan and all that. I think mine would have to be um, back in season one would be Iepidus, like the planet with the high gravity and the stone trees. That was a lot of fun mm. to make. That was a yeah, very was cool one. one. Yeah. Was that the one with the taxi driver? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who hated him more, Martel or Clarence. <laughs> You know, at a certain point, the line becomes very blurred. It very much so. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of jumping around. Um, I'm jumping around here a little bit. Well, it's either that for me or um, I was thinking of having you come back to it, but there was just really no point. It didn't make much sense. I would love to have you all gone back with these characters to Parliament Station, the actual huge asteroid. But. You mean the one that was overtaken by zombies? Yes. All right. Um, Zid- Zidorian is asking, did Martel, Theron, and Little Yormi ever settle on a planet? 
or just keep roaming? Just keep roaming. <laughs> I think um, Martle would have eventually picked a place to settle. Uh, it would have been in a far-off stretch of the universe. Mm-hmm. And it would be some little podunk planet or something like that. Probably like the closest resemblance to it would be like the Outer Rim from Star Wars or something like that. Probably, yeah. I don't know a whole lot about it, but yeah. She just needed a place away from any pressure because I I may have played it very subtly during the game. Maybe not, though. <laughs> um, but Martle... Martle was in constant fight-or-flight mode and never had the chance to address her own feelings because of misguided attempts to make sure that everyone else was okay. Um, so she just needed space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's what I have decided for Martle. Right. And I think that Z was very similar in that in terms of like feeling very like not having the opportunity to process everything that had happened would yeah. have been going on because there was such a stressor to make sure that everybody was okay, you know, and that situation is not just about you. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jumping back to dragon. Um, is there anything you wish? No, you hang on, would... hang on. You okay, need to finish. What, where, where would Thor, Thorin? Wow. Where would Theron have gone? I don't know. Um, Theron didn't have much left in the tank as a person um, and as an entity. Um, I, I got to thinking about that damned monocle more and more and more as time would go on. And in a way, it reminds me of, oh, fuck, the two brothers from the Dragonlance. Um, one of them was a wizard. And, I'm going to reveal something. I've never read, read any of the Dragonlance novels. Oh, okay. In the Dragonlance novels, one of the characters was a wizard, and he went to this tower to prove himself, and he was there way too soon. And they, these other wizards just beat the shit out of him. And one of the things they did is they gave him eyes that constantly, a necromancer did this, that constantly sees things as they die. So if you look upon a little girl, you see her in a death Oh, moment. And so her, his irises were um, hourglasses. Ooh. And in a way, that's what Farron had with that fucking monocle, right? So you're Very in this much. terrible situation in a horrible war, and every time you put that monocle up, all you're seeing is who's dying next. Yeah. You see yourself this way. You see your friends this way. And so how long can a mortal handle that? Right? Not long. Oh, right. <laughs> no, right. So I don't know how much Theron had left in the tank. And I think that's why he, um, Raceland, there we go. It was Raceland. Um, uh, that's why he wanted to move to the next part of his job. Mm-hmm. Like become uh, so an actual much. Reaper. Right. So I think that that would have been his push mm-hmm. uh, was to become a Reaper. So I don't, I don't know how much he had left, you know. As a as a as a being, yeah, I can just see that happening. Like you're with um, Yormi and a uh, Martel for maybe a couple more years, and all of a sudden you just fade away. They just don't know right, where you. Yeah, are. right. Yeah, take a long walk. Yeah, that's exactly right. I don't want to dwell on that. Um, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything you wished you could have done? And so Dragon asked this open-ended. So you, you can answer this as a person or as a character, I guess. Anybody. What was the question? Is there anything else you wished you could have done? That's very open-ended. I feel like I bullied Matt into letting me do all of the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of open-ends. So I'm just throwing some out. Z and her dad. Like, Mm. who knows? Um, Lelia was a huge opening one. The people we saved from that were from my home planet the there was a father and daughter in the moon on we, Seth, um yeah yeah we brought them on the the ship um fuck every mama gail survives right mm-hmm. and what the fuck do we do with her so there's a ton out there when you think about like didn't get resolved not that it should have been just i kind of there's a lot out there it's a lot out there mm-hmm. i kind of wanted to like have people a chance to like oh Maybe they have like their own like in brain like this is what they would have seen like kind of just like leave it open to interpretation. Um, yeah, it would be on your character sheet, Martel. I think that's the only way that that spelling would be exist in canon. I'm. I didn't. <laughs> We've gone over this before. I had very little to do with creating oh, her. Then there you go. There I, think, I think I did use that spelling. I just don't do a very good job of reading names. Uh, for the podcast, we're talking about how Lelia's name is spelled. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, it's more of like storytelling what I would have wished I could have done, uh, but it's mostly like scheduling and trying to get moving parts and all that. And I wanted to do more like behind the scenes cutscenes, kind of like what I did with the first two seasons, but life gets in the way of that. Um, so a lot of that couldn't have been done like there were certain things i think if we had those cutscenes for some of the fans they it might make a little more sense of what happened but that's usually how it works out in life uh, not everything goes to plan facts oh, I'm um, about the spelling on my character sheet <laughs> yeah, look this up. i've always felt, seen it the iah way so i'm like of yeah, course that's the only way you've seen it <laughs> Which, speaking of notes, I guess to answer Dragon's question for Z, I had multiple instances because when I first started out, uh, I had on Z's character sheet that she was a kind of an explorer um, and that she documented information on flora and fauna as she traveled through the realms. And I had multiple occasions where I really desperately wanted her to start doing that again. Um, to be able to explore a planet and write down information on like the mushrooms we'd come across or the crystalline or something like that. Um, but it, uh, it never really came into fruition. And that's why I'm really excited with like how her story ended. But uh, that is something that I, that I did kind of harp on myself about was the fact that I never really got that going because I think that I could have done a lot of really interesting things if I'd been able to kind of like establish a theme for her doing that. Anybody else? Uh, I kind of wish that I explored like Juniper's, like the cause of like what happened to her home. Cause you know, she just kind of got shoved out of the way and told to run. She doesn't really know what caused her why. And by the time you get back, it's so completely fucked up. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and the people who would have had the answers to that were your sort of your natural enemies in that little uh, holdout, that little base that we were in for a little while, right? Oh, the last stand? Yeah, they would have known what happened. Possibly. Maybe that's what happens uh, in the middle of... Um towards the end for juniper like that's how she found out maybe that's what she finds out later in life but that's for a different story to tell uh what about you ben was there anything anything you wish you could have done uh not break a saber (laughs) yeah kept one of them at least um i guess maybe gone like done more with the uh whole um mercantile senate thing Mm mm-hmm I don't know what exactly, but at least you know you're rich now. <laughs> yes, Ooh, I'm sure that he will be great yeah. at spending that money. Oh yeah. Um, here's another one from Dragon that I kind of am curious about for everybody else to answer. Are there any character abilities you wish you had or hadn't chosen? Not really. I think no. I kind of utilize everything. I think uh, some of my cantrips are kind of sticky and ever i hardly ever use my cantrips but you know those kind of just come with the gig i think a lot of in my case there was a um the aspects of death and things um we didn't do a lot of just low-end fights and i think about the aspects of death uh stuff that would just destroy a lower cr combatant right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that we were I wasn't really able to use because we just fought huge things and so the CR on those the 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 um DC on those has got to be you know decent or else you just freaking cause everybody to turn into a babbling idiot mm-hmm. um so when you run into big bads they're going to roll over that that DC um so so it was a, it's a great thing to build but when you only have an hour during a podcast, right? You don't, you're not able to use that a lot. And, and you you think about the advantage that a critical role has. It's four fucking hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, Hey, we just got started. Hey, with the thing and see you next time. You know, it's, it's really hard to tell a story um, Mm -hmm. with continuity and with, with depth of ingress in, in an hour. Yeah. So, so some of that shit just, to, it would play out in a campaign. It makes sense to build it. It would be a great character, uh, but you didn't see a lot of that stuff on uh, on, on CE itself. Yeah, that's always was the hard for, part for me. Is like, what's the? It's like you can only as a DM do so much for an hour long um, camp uh, session or anything like that. It's just like for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, it does have the benefit of where if we do something unexpected, you only have to come up with stuff <laughs> for. I'm not sure it out between next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Figure these guys. Yeah, there were there were definitely days like that. That's for sure. Like I'd be like talking to uh some coworkers who are into D D as well. And I'd be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> and this leads great into the next question of Matt, what did the PCs do that made you have to switch up your DM plans the most? Oh god. <laughs> Clarence is usually the one for this. <laughs> I like, like thinking outside the box. I appreciate it. <laughs> I enjoy it. But there are times where I'd be like, fucking damn it. Like the only, the only one time that it really threw anything off 
was the first season, really. Like after that, I kind of had an idea what to expect. <laughs> um, and it was when you did the Missy step. I mean, granted, we kind of did it in the wrong. We interpreted it in the wrong way at that yeah. time. Yeah. At the time, but, I was playing someone that had Misty Step, or Martel had Misty Step, and then in another campaign, I was playing someone that had Dimension Door, and I confused the two uh, of them. Yeah, conflated the two. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Do. But at the same time, I was like, eh, we'll play with it. <clears throat> um, it did make it a little bit easier for you, because I was going to have you like have three fights with the um, Parliament Security Forces. <laughs> <laughs> um. One that also threw me off is what Ben did um, to save Lelia, basically from doing a Spock moment in Wrath of Khan. Uh, when you vibrated the glass with your met- with your cybernetic arm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those moments where I realized like I had to get better at improv. Um, I like to think I'm getting slightly better at that. I think so. I think, uh, too... <sighs> There are, I could see this with, with Matt early, going from early to late. And I've had, this has been an absolute struggle of mine in DMing. And I DM every other week. And for a while, I was DMing every week, but it was for four hours. So I had, I had more time, right? Matt doesn't even have that ability, but choosing the fucking CR level hmm. to fight these damn people one, you've got a, a group larger than four, two, they're absolutely broken, three, one of them's Ben. <laughs> um, right and all that goes on and 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 what reality is is when matt throws something at us we sort of know we only have an hour right so so if you're gonna dump your fucking key points or your whatever's your spell slots you're just gonna freaking unleash and so i would notice times matt would roll out some big bads and like two rounds later they're just dead mm-hmm. and i'm going Yep, I think he under CR'd that one, and I have been there, you know. And then there have been times where I had to be like, "Ooh, this might be a little too much." So I like took away yep. some HP. Yep. But it's I also difficult. a lot of times also I was like, "Like this is going to take too long. This fight's taking way too long." So yeah, it will have to take just two rounds. Well, um, and if and word to the to new DMs out there, just know this. The CR rating in 5e is fucking broken. And, and that's garbage. that's step one. It's garbage. It, but then when you build your own system like Matt does, you're trying to reinvent a broken system or apply a broken system to something new. Mm-hmm. And it's not yeah. easy, man. It's not, it's not easy. easy. That's why I have to give props to, say, like Cobalt Press and what they're doing. Right. Um, just We'll just rebuild it. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing, but I'm not that smart. Well, you don't have 17 people on infinite playtests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've playtested twice for, uh, for them. In fact, I just got a, an adventure from their, their newest, what they're calling Alpha right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They're getting, they're getting huge feedback. Right. As they so, should. Their stuff's good. Yeah, it is. Uh, what's the next question? Uh, let me look for one here. Here's a fun one. What would your character's fursona be? I don't know how to figure that out. Two things I hate intolerance and furries. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke. I'm just being an asshole. Um, You know, I think Theron's would be like a Black Panther. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like to come and write for Z wearing antlers at the 
top of her head, hers would have to be like some sort of like fawn or something, <laughs> something with antlers. I was thinking more like a, um, like a moose. A, a big, moose. Big, <laughs> big strong moose. Oh, a mule deer. <laughs> I think so Marv. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I was gonna say I was picturing something much like smaller and like more more cutesy thinks it's more ferocious than it is like a like a like a fawn with its first set of horns or first set of antlers doesn't know what to do with them yet but is flailing them around like ah oh, don't you come near me i'm gonna get you yeah okay <laughs> i think martel wouldn't be a furry so much as a scaly okay. um and martels would either be a komodo dragon or a gila monster Ooh, I like that one. Breathe through their eyes. Juniper. <laughs> oh, I really don't know. Hmm. Salamander. Because fire. That, um, or I don't know why, but I kind of see a red panda with Juniper. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree with that. As for As- Rel... Oh, that's the hard one. <laughs> mouse? I think not quite a mouse. Mouse is too small. Capybara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, Capybaras are a little too chill to be for Rel. Could do um, kangaroo too. The way they punch things. Oh god, <laughs> kangaroos are too aggressive. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I guess it actually depends on the type of kangaroo. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see i think that's everybody's persona um I also just the jackalope yes i love that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i could see that i won't lie i had to look that up i've seen one before did not know that's what they were called <laughs> i think they're of like mm, western myth in the united states but mm-hmm. yeah yeah, jackalopes are not a real creature, but they're still very cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like wow. when you, it's like when Australians say drop bears are real. <laughs> if Ray ever uh, shows up, uh, she might yell at me for that. I thought a drop bear was a koala or something. A man-eating koala, I guess. <laughs> it's like a snipe. Yeah, there's no such thing as a snipe. All right. Um... If you could say, oh, I, oh, I shouldn't have chosen this one. Well, here we go. Expect curse words from Martel. If you, if you yourself could say to any one god in CE, could say something, could say anything. If you yourself could say anything to one god in the CE universe, what would oh, it be? God. I can only imagine. You yourself, as in us Clarence. the players. Yeah, Clarence talking to a CE god. Oh, I don't think I would have anything to say to them. In all honesty. And I have some power? <laughs> no, I... Yeah, I don't know if I would have anything to say to any of them. I have complicated feelings regarding religion. Fair. Heal me. <laughs> Actually, no, yeah. Uh, take away the chronic illnesses that I am developing and are getting worse as my body gets older. Please? Hello. Yay, old age. I'm not even that old. <laughs> if anyone should be complaining about that, that should be Jason. I, I think it's not a pissing match. <laughs> <laughs> there. 
Anybody else? Uh, I think that me personally, I would invite them for a drink, like whether that be tea or something stronger, um, <laughs> like once a week, let's talk, let's catch up. Let's see where the other is at. Like, if you'll listen to me, I'll listen to you. Let's work together. <laughs> like this whole overlord, I'm not going to let you know what I'm involved in and I'm going to let you fight my wars, but you're not going to know why or what's actually going on. Let's, let's, let's try and shift away from that. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk. <laughs> That'd be a very, very intense dr um, drinking session. It would, it would, but you know, I'm, it, trust is a two way street, you know? Mm. Yeah, I'm willing to talk and listen if you're willing to talk and listen. What about you, Jason? Mm. None of those gods are worthy of being gods. Ooh. Um, that I Ooh. that I believe. Uh, I think they're all petty, um, and I think that they're not worthy of worship um, or giving because um, they simply happen to be more powerful. Right, they didn't do anything to earn it. They didn't. They just simply to. Ha they're like the Greek gods, right? Um, I think that's where so my inspiration. Yeah, I think what I would say to them is that man, that, that they that their time, humans being not humans, uh, sentient creatures, that their time is uh, soon to expire because um, because of their ineptitude, humans will simply invent better gods worthy of worship. Um, and they will either be replaced by better gods or they'll be re replaced by mythos of better gods. Yeah. Um, They're kind of already doing that now, aren't they? I think so. I think th that you're seeing their twilight, right? You're seeing the, the distance that... Um, a pantheon of very powerful but not omnibenevolent mm -hmm. gods can reach. Well, the reason I, I say that is because me and a couple friends at work were discussing this. Like, we kind of replaced some of the older gods with new ones that we created now, i.e., saying like DC and Marvel, because those are almost godlike characters themselves. But that's a discussion I don't think we need to talk about right now. So I think I think the thing that I would it reminds me of Camus' myth of Sisyphus, where he talks about how Sisyphus is punished by the gods, right, to repeatedly push this rock up a hill. Oh yeah, yep. Um, but he's not punished by an all good god. He he's punished by a petty god, and so he does it because he has no other choice. But he's not unhappy, but he refuses to worship these these assholes that have punished him. So I think mm -hmm. that that's what I would say to any of the gods that that were left uh, that we bumped that we even flatly bumped into is that um we have to operate as if they matter but they haven't earned mm -hmm. any of that right right also this is partly just because mass bad at designing gods <laughs> no 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 i th no i think you 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 built a pantheon that you know, absolutely makes sense. Um, it's it's yeah. what you see. Hell, let's be honest. It's their Midgard gods, their um, Forgotten Realms gods. Mm -hmm. They're, I mean, you're right on the money with what you've got there. They're a pantheon. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I thought you did extremely well, especially with the um, 
depiction of knowledge yet minimal involvement, I think. Uh, because every time we met one, they knew what was going on. They, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we heard about that. That's not a big deal. We got bigger problems over on this side of the universe. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, you want me to fix it for you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so I thought you did an excellent job. Yeah. It's the reason that I was happy with the God I was associated with, because that, that God um, was the only one that had any sort of worth. You know, they had a job of transmitting the dead to the afterlife, and that, that had value. Um, now, I will say this. Brand was the attempt, right, to mm-hmm. be a good God. Yeah, um, they were just stuck. They were stuck. They were, they were powerless. Right. Yep. So I don't know. We'll see what happens in the future or in the past when if we ever see them again. Um for sure. And let's not hate on Jormungandr either, because he was <laughs> technically a god and he helped us out a whole lot. Yes. Jormungandr <laughs> and Nimtar, the god that Aaron fought fo- Theron followed, they were probably the gods or god adjacent beings that Martel was the most chill about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm also not entirely sure what uh, Norman Gander's job as a god was. He holds well, the he universe together, together very... right? He, yep, he holds the Celestial Expanse Galaxy um, together. He's like the, um, what's, you know, the the border of each galaxy, like how it keeps spinning and all that? He's the outer edge. He's like, he so was he, the outer edge. Still is. Right? I mean, how could he be being stuck well, his soul is stuck in the ship, not his body. Well, his right. body's just doing his job without him? Yeah, it's He's just a mind. He's God. <laughs> like, it could can do... I, can I do that? Are you a God? <laughs> uh, you have to be careful with that question. <laughs> what was oh, that movie? I want to ask you, if you're a God, you, you say, say yes. yes. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters. So the way that I kind of... Uh, uh, I don't know, process that through Z's mind was that, you know, Z, his body was on autopilot because his consciousness still existed. And so his purpose was still there. It was just that he was separated from his body. So it was Mm -hmm. on autopilot without real direction. It was never going to change what it was doing or do it any differently, but it was going to keep spinning the way that it was built to spin. World's weirdest association. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That was completely unintentional, but that makes sense now. Let's see, what's the next question? Um, bouncing around here. Any secrets you can divulge now that never came out? Hmm. Well, I kind of like said it in the finale, but Amethyst planned all of it. Like he created the Abyssal Crystalline in secret. Because he knew one day his immortality was going to be stopped. Like, it's a technology type of immortality. There's a way to stop technology. So mm-hmm. he's like, how do I gain divinity or steal it? So he had to create something that would cause a god to fall or a godlike creature to fall. And that's where Bonner and Abyss first came to be, how the Abyssal Line, Crystal Abyss Line came to be. And um, he knew along the ways, like, throughout the centuries because he wasn't trapped per se in that in that um 
station in the middle of the galaxy in the black hole, he was just resting. So he would constantly wake up every few millennia to like to pull the strings to get things going to to the point where he'd be in that in the right spot at the right time to steal divinity and try to become a god. This is unfortunately uh, a group of adventurers decided to stop that. So yeah, he's good, essentially good job. laying in wait for the perfect moment. Mm-hmm. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I was trying to make it more menacing, but it's just like it's really hard to plan this all out. For um, as far as a, as the campaign was going, but yeah. I think it kind of fell into place like that. Just certain things happened and certain things didn't happen. That's usually how it works out. So uh, to follow up on that a little bit too, Matt, you revealed that Barnabas was Amethyst's son, right, or his creation? Yeah, that's um, his. Te- like he created him, therefore Barnabas saw him as a, as his father. And Barnabas was the god of chaos? Uh, he was um, the quote-unquote god of the Abyssal Crystalline. He created more of them. Basically, he was like... He, he, created... was, a god, he was a god the way Lilith was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he created more of his kind in his image, kind of like how Adam was and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, that's kind of how I try to portray Barnabas. Is like He was just like the first of his kind, therefore he created more of his kind in his image. And his true image is a, a crystal golem that was inhabited by a demon soul. I, I thought when that was revealed, I was like, oh, my gosh, because for, you know, between the conversation with Z and uh, Theron at that one point where, you know, Z's dad had just died. And we had that conversation of, well, he took our father, we'll take his. And that was Theodore's father, which was Barnabas. But Barnabas's father was Amethyst the whole time, and here we are running around with Amethyst the whole, the whole, mm-hmm. you know, seeing him all the time. And I was just like, because um, in light of it all, like they had very little to do with it. It was all Amethyst, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah, that was kind of the whole like I wish I could have shown it off more, like with like background cutscenes, but life gets in the way of getting all that portrayed, like. Maybe I should have done like more of like a, um, hey, for the listeners, here's a story I'm going to tell. But hindsight's twenty twenty in that. And I mean, there's always opportunity in in the future for things mm-hmm. to do like that too. It's all a learning experience. It all evolves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, the only other secret I can think of, it's not really a secret per se. It's going to be more of like people will find out eventually, and that is. Um, all the races that somehow ended up in the celestial expanse was because of the of the bookkeepers. All of the events, did you say? No, like all the the different times when like when humanity found the galaxy, when the elves, the dwarves, the dragonborns, all the other races, because the only original race in the celestial expanse galaxy was an offshoot of the tieflings. In the Mentaru, everybody else has been like some form of immigrant, right? And they only found the galaxy because of the bookkeepers. Ah, but that's for others to find out when I eventually do release this. <laughs> um, to follow up on the bookkeepers, it wasn't really a secret. Uh, I'll jump in on this question too. But so the in the episode in the underwater episode where Z went and got kind of like that emerald necklace uh as a souvenir parting gift uh 
from their vendors. Uh, that was her gift that she brought back to the bookkeepers um, when she asked them to finally join them after everything was done. That was why she got that necklace. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anybody have, uh, I'm pretty sure there's other questions. Just trying not to get away from the, the string uh, chat. Who took over slash what became of the crew of the original Jormungandr? Oh, that's a good question. Um, basically, after y'all killed Lilith, what happened was, yes, you ended the curse. Um, I wasn't sure if that was established or not, but um, basically, the main crew, the crew that served with you the longest, decided to not become pirates themselves, but more of like become adventurers in name and also to like just travel the galaxy and help people out when they need it. Because Jack saw um basically felt that serving all of you like um like when he was helping you all out, he realized this gave him more of a purpose rather than just like hiding and setting up a resistance against Amethyst whenever he came back. It's like he it was the whole like the duty of the strong is to help the weak, and that's how he felt. So yeah, the crew's just going around with Jormungandr's uh, ship, helping out people that they believe need it. But they also like like to talk up about the um about the main crew. Like, hey, you want to hear about this crazy thing that Martel did? <laughs> or like, Rel like punched somebody so hard they went through a wall, even though that actually never happened or anything like that. Olive juice drinking contests. Oh yeah, that's like a thing that happens every year. <laughs> right. Let's see. What's the next question? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We're kind of running out. I don't know. Like I said, I'm just trying to jump around. Any changes slash finalizations made to the CE specific races and sub races since the last fireside? We all had upgrades to our sort of legacy powers. Yeah. Um about that, uh, I realize that the legacy classes as they are are a little too strong. Um, I think what I made a mistake was like letting you take them as a class and get their levels along with the cl- the level that you have with your normal class. So you basically get a double level up, which I think was a mistake in my part. And you should just treat it as an actual pa- um, paragon class, like. You either have to pick a level from that or a level from your actual cla- uh, main class. Yeah, but you you did also level of them up separately. It wasn't like we leveled mm-hmm. up and we got both of them. Right. We only got levels in those at specific times. Mm-hmm. Um, also, more specifically, I am actually turning one of the um, legacy classes into a subclass. Um, Which one? Uh, I'm turning the Sun Diver into a subclass for monks. Ooh, cool. Because um, I realized that um, I might have actually created the Sun Divers as a form of Jedi. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I decided, like, if you're going to have Jedi, you have to have Sith, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be making a subclass for wizards that are like the opposite of, a, uh, of the Sun Divers. And um, whereas Sun Divers are all about passion, they're the... Um, the other class, I haven't really given them a name yet. I was playing with the idea like Sun Diver, Lunar Surfer, because they're opposites. But it's almost like somebody made the joke with me. He's like, 
you're making surfer dudes that are the Sith. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> surfer was Sith. Yes. I like this. <laughs> but yeah, but they'd be like the cold calculation, the cold logic, but these are kind of technically the dark side of my version of the force. They're but the we'll dark see how the men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Like whole divers. <laughs> that would get awkward real quick because spinification or whatever that's called. Huh? What happens when you go into a black hole? You're supposed to supposedly stretched out. Oh, well, as long as you, you know, stay a safe distance away like you do when you do sun diving, it's mm. the same. Yeah, don't go near the event horizon, bro. But what if I want to? Then expect to get your ass stretched out. You're really tall. Oh my gosh. Long Clarence. You're really tall. Long Clarence. You say that like it's a bad thing. Didn't say it I was. want to be really tall. All right. Um, I like the question is the Godspeed still growing strong? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's it's still growing in Jormungandr. That's kind of the side business for everybody on the on the ship. Yes. Like if they can't get um paid for the adventures they're doing. They sell the Spweed. It's actually gotten to the point where it's so strong, androids are getting affected by it. Oh, gosh. Wow. I think Z would have kept a small plant for herself, too, in the outer reaches of the... Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, because of being a librarian, you're able to, like, oh, I need to document this for the library. Yeah, it's all, it's all research. <laughs> Purely <laughs> educational. Yeah, it's just, like, every few months, so I'd be like, where's Z? Oh, she's um, doing quote-unquote, research, and it's just you getting high. Because I got high. Yep. <sighs> Love it. Let's see. Uh, C-Mac did ask, Jackson and the Marines got left on the planet or stayed on the ship formerly known as Jormungandr. They are still on Jormungandr doing the whole being adventurous thing. So that was a, a quick one to answer. They also asked whether or not if Barnabas and the Abyssal Crystallines are still a thing. Oh, I actually do like the Dark Walker idea. Um, yes, um, they are still around. Um, you, you had a question? Yeah, did I thought I remembered that Amethyst killed Barnabas. Did I remember that incorrectly? Uh, Amethyst he ran killed, away. Yes, he did. Okay. Amethyst killed Lilith. Okay, he, so he did not get a chance to kill Barnabas. Okay. No, um... It was like I think Juniper was trying to get uh, Barnabas into the big explosion mm-hmm. of um of her what was it sunbeam that you used sunburst yeah, yeah sunburst. sunburst but unfortunately um he was like the thing with abyssal crystalline most of them are just golems with a soul attached to them so what happened was yes his body was destroyed but not the soul ah uh, it's like a vampire type deal yes got it. Good to know. So you might see him again sometime. Uh, C-Mac had also asked what happened to Lelia and to Boltrix. Yep, that's her name, Boltrix. <laughs> well, Boltrix, um, we all knew that she kind of grew tired with the orc government, like how they were like running things and all that. So she kind of just left and joined Jormungandr and all that. But she didn't really see a need to stick around with the crew like she knew like her time there was well spent but it was time to move on so what happened was she went to find like a new job and it turns out 
after Lilith died and all that, the majority of her zombie children died. Therefore, Parliament was able to take back the asteroid. So what Baltics did is um, start working for the Parliament on their science division. Nice. Where people actually listen to her. And, <laughs> and every once in a while, explosions happen in the lab. But that's Baltics for you. As for Lelia, um, she actually went back to the pirates. Um, being um, second in command, uh, excuse me, uh, with, uh, God, what's her name? Um, Demia. Demia, yes. Uh, she is uh, back with Demia being second in command for the pirates there, uh, running things and being kind of like their spy master because you remember the first time you met her again, she was kind of like their spy. Like she like would do research and integrate herself with other organizations to learn things. So she's back to being a spy master for these pirates. But um, yeah, she's just living her best life. And um, every once in a while, she might be looking for her sister, but she knows that's going to be really hard to find her again. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, the um, everybody that's helped out the crew in this journey, except for the ones that did pass away, sadly, um, they're doing all right. They're living life the best they can. And I think that's really what everybody can ask for oh and it looks like we had a, a question from uh sean here how dare me um i think we all know that answer how dare you because i dare but yeah <laughs> I, right. I don't think there's any more questions unless chat here has a question for um for the crew or there was one that got skipped over oh what's that uh Zadorian asks, does everyone know what they'll be playing next season, and can the listener get a sneak peek? Well, before that, unfortunately, we do have to talk about um, what's going to be happening about next season. Um, Jason and uh, Clarence, you are going to tell us something? Well, we talked about that before. But... Did we? I thought yeah. we did. Mm. Yeah, we're going to... I know I am... Uh, a lot of change in life, and so I need to move on from CE and get a little bit of my weekly nights back. Um, so I won't be coming back next year, next season at least. Next year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, who knows how long it will take before the new season to get cranked up. Yeah, <laughs> it might be next year because it's only like two oh, months. True. And um, I do need to, it's probably going to be in January when I'm going to have like everything ready because um it's a brand new arc, as in new characters and everything. And I believe, Cl Clarence, you said as well that you're not going to be able to make it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat of just life has gotten busy. As I mentioned earlier, my body is not bodying well. It's not bad, but it's not great. Um, so I just, I need more time mm -hmm. for myself. So I am also not returning. Which is unfortunate, but also understandable. But remember, you two, the table's always open to you. I know. Of course. Um, I think Boston said that she might have an idea for a character. I did, but it also depends on the arc and what do we need. Right now, it's a cleric. Yeah, I remember you mentioned like maybe a, a cleric of life or something like that. Um, yeah, the enlightened elf. Mm-hmm. Which is another um, CE sub um, class, uh, sub race, or 
species. I don't know what would be the proper term for this because subrace doesn't sound good. Uh, I mean, that's what it's been called for now. Mm -hmm. uh, and for you, Ben, have you got an idea? Uh, I don't know. I could be a jerk and say I'm going to play the, car the class that you were in the middle of making. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would get me to uh, start working more on those classes. Okay. Um, Natalia, do you have an idea for what you might want to do? I know I'm bouncing around with a few different concepts. Um, I know I want to do something that a character that I haven't explored before, whether that mm -hmm. be uh, class, race, uh, gender, whatever. So I don't have a solid idea yet. I just know it's not going to resemble Z probably in any way. <laughs> yeah. It's hard because I would play Tiefling Sorcerer every time if I could. But that would be very fun to people. Oh, um, I will tell you a little bit of what um, the next season or the next arc is going to be. But uh, C-Mac did bring up a good question. What happened to Atlas, the little robot that could, that Juniper was working on? Oh, she would probably just use him to help with her studies and basically a little fast robot. Okay. It's All right. Um, so to give an idea of what's happening for the next arc, um, we're actually going to go back in time a little bit, like a year before the new age um, of illumination that where our characters were currently presiding. Um, we're going through what's called the age of the mute. Um, interstellar communications just died and Therefore, people are having a hard time having the ability to communicate to each other in other systems. But another issue that people didn't realize about was how do they get their entertainment? Because almost everything was through interstellar internet um, systems and all that. So towards the end of the age, a uh, new TV program was happening. That would follow a group of adventurers who would wear body cams and have a camera crew follow them. And that's what the players are going to be playing as. The, they're basically going to be celebrity adventurers. I'm very excited. <laughs> Think Survivor, but with adventurers. But there might be some things going on in the background that the, the characters themselves may not know about. So something to look forward to. For sure. I think C-Mac had one more question. What happened to Juniper's little robot body? Oh, Atlas? she answered that. Oh, okay. Sorry. All good. So hopefully uh, everybody looks forward to that. Um, more than likely, um, we'll be recording soon, but we will need to get some episodes um, logged in first because I would like to get us to get a backlog again. So there's not as much of a, a gap in between episodes. So you're not like, get an episode here, then wait another two or three weeks and get another episode then. Yeah, and then, you know, with, like, the holidays coming up in a couple months, mm -hmm. that, that'll be a considerably harder to do. Yes. But, yeah, unless there's no other questions, I think that's it for the night. All right. And I'm trying to find where I was here. Thank you, C-Mac. Thank you for listening. Well... That's it for this week's adventures on Celestial Expanse. Until next time, you can support CE on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Celestial Expanse. You can find us on Instagram at C Expanse Podcast or on Facebook at Celestial Expanse Podcast. Also, 
you, the listener, can help us by giving us a like on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We also have a Discord server, which will be found somewhere. You can find me on Instagram at Diomedes underscore industries. Matt gave us all the news. Where can the people find you? Um, no, no new news at the moment, but um, I will be making an announcement for Celestial Expanse in the coming year, like within the next few, like when January happens. And you can follow me on Twitter at RP underscore G Gamer. Um, that's probably where you're going to see the news announcement or whenever we release the next episode. So hopefully you'll uh, look forward to that and see you then. Uh, Natalia, any news from the art department and where can the people find you? Uh, the people can find me on our Discord um, I'm at Z currently. Um, and in terms of news, no new news at the moment. I hesitate. I always have news, but I hesitate to talk about news without having like something substantial. So stay posted. <laughs> ben? You can follow me on Twitter at The Voidman. D.O. is a zero. Boston. You can follow me on Twitter at Fumigrado, capital H, capital G, O-Z, zeros. Clarence. Easiest way to find me is on Discord. I am at Werewolf, W-A-E-R-W-O-L-V. Uh, yeah. And remember, everyone, in space, no one can hear you scream. Ah! Ah! Ah!